0: Welcome to Maranatha, we're so glad that you're with us this morning, and if you are a visitor, especially we'd love to welcome you, and uh, just encourage you, if you can find a little yellow sheet in the pew in front of you, you can fill that out, let us know that you were joining us today, if you want to get plugged in, connected, have any questions, want to meet with the pastor, and for those who are regular attenders, obviously that uh, sheet can be used for submitting prayer requests as well, or if you are interested in, in getting more deeply connected as well. Uh, We have our offering on the way out. And just thank you for your faithfulness to the church. Uh, We just ended our fiscal year, and uh, we praise God for his faithfulness and your faithfulness, uh, providing for the ministries and the needs of the church here as we look towards our next fiscal year here. Um, We have missionary calendars that are available. If you didn't see those already, again, every month we try to do that. So I encourage you to grab one of those uh, so you can be praying for the different... uh, Missions, uh, missionaries, as well as the the local missions and uh, ministries of the of the church here at Miranatha. Uh We have the carnival workers' breakfast that we've been doing for a couple of years as one of our outreaches, just to minister to uh, that group of people that come and run the carnival. Uh, that's July nineteenth through the twenty third. Uh, we can use some more volunteers to help with a few different aspects of that. Preparing the breakfast, transporting the food, serving and cleaning up. And there's a sign up at the welcome desk. So if you'd like to get uh, plugged in to help out with that, we'd love to have you sign up today uh, so we know who's able to help. Uh, Women's camping trip to Lake Wissota on July 14 to 16. Sign up today in the lobby uh, to participate in that as well. It's $35 per night and you can contact Leanne Schiltz if you have any questions. And then save the date, uh, our baptism service and all church potluck picnic is going to be at Silver Lake this year. Last couple years we've been out at Arrowhead uh, Bible Camp, but this year we're going back to Silver Lake. That's on August 13th. Uh, We'll have some more details coming soon. If you are interested in getting baptized, if if you have questions about that, uh, contact one of us pastors. We'd love to sit with you and explain uh, what we understand the scriptures to teach about the ordinance of baptism Uh, Such a beautiful, wonderful part of uh, our faith and obedience to Christ, and uh, we'd love to celebrate that together. So we'd love to meet with you and and get you signed up if you are interested in in doing that. Uh, Today we also are, uh, we have a table that's set up in the fellowship hall uh, for Operation Christmas Child, and we have some photos that'll be up on the screen here, I think, of of some of the... um, in the past years when the shoe boxes have been sent, the pictures are from people who've actually received our shoe boxes. That's what Joan informed me this morning. So your boxes that you have sent have gone to some of the, hopefully, if we can get those pictures. Um, which so that's really cool that they're actually able to track where our boxes are going, what country they're going to, and then getting in contact with some of the people that have actually received boxes that have been sent from Maranatha. Um, so the Operation Christmas Child, uh, we do a Christmas in July fundraiser. That's coming up July 16th from 4 to 7 p.m. Here at Maranatha, there's going to be outdoor games, door prizes, and fun. A uh, meal of hamburgers, hot dogs, ice cream will be served. There's a suggested donation of $10 per family. And you can check out the display in the fellowship hall today uh, for ways that you can participate in that. So again, that's uh, two weeks from today, July 16th from 4 to 7 PM. And again, here's some of the photos of, of individuals who've uh, or families that have received shoeboxes sent from Maranatha. So that's a really, really neat thing, uh, really neat ministry that we've been able to be a part of. And so uh, talk to Joan or stop by the booth there in the fellowship hall today. A lot of announcements, sake. Stick with me for two more. Okay, so uh, something we started a little while back is every time that's, that someone becomes a member at Maranatha, we want to try and be a little more intentional in helping you get to meet them and get to know them. And, and some of you, uh, many of you know these people already, because a lot of them have been attending for a while, but uh, the Hagley family, um, Brent and Sonia, have, uh, became members actually back in, I think, January, um, but we've asked new members a list of questions just so you can kind of get to know. So I'm going to share some of their answers. And they said they had a hard time finding a recent photo. So um, their kids are a little bit bigger than, uh, older than some of these photos. But I asked them when they started attending. They, they started attending back in 2004 for a couple of years. And they moved away and moved back and began attending again in 2016. A question I asked about work, Uh, Sonia, she's worked at Rice Lake Wayne Systems as a technical customer service representative for the last five years. Um, Brent has uh, off and on worked at Industries for the Blind in Janesville, uh, living there and commuting home every month or so. Uh, Up until 2022, uh, Brent was active in their homeschooling co-op while teaching their son. And most recently, he worked part-time uh, merchandising and stocking shelves at a couple of local grocery stores. And he said he's open to wherever God would have him uh, do. Uh, a question I asked about what they like to do for fun. Sonia said fun for her is a quiet corner in the sun reading a book or writing a story or doing a puzzle. And if she can convince someone to play, uh, she loves a good game of cribbage. Any other cribbage players in the house? Okay, yeah. I love learning cribbage with uh, one of our neighbors growing up who was a World War II vet and a lot of fond memories of playing cribbage at his house. Um, She likes listening to all types of music and has has recently discovered Christian reggae music. So if anyone else is interested in that, you can go hang out with Son Yan. Uh, Brent loves history. He loves old time radio, camping and traveling, eating f- good food with friends, and having meaningful conversations about faith, family, freedom. Uh, he does tell a lot of dad jokes, so I know there's a few others here who would uh, go get along very well with him on that account. He loves to play music, the harmonica, accordion, piano. He's learning the ukulele. Uh, weather fascinates him. Uh, so if there's any storm chasers in the audience, he, he, he wants you to give him a call. So you can go chase storms together. My question about vacation, where would your ideal vacation be? Brent said he wants to go to Antarctica in the winter. Sonia says she would not be joining him for that trip. Um, she would like to go to an island nation like Fiji. And I asked a question about any favorite Bible verses or passages. So for Brent, Hebrews 10, 14 which says, for by one sacrifice, he has made perfect forever those who are being made holy. And for Sonia, Psalm 63.3 was one of her favorites. Because your love is better than life, my lips will glorify you. And then uh, I asked a question about ministry, if you've been able to get plugged in, serving in in different capacities, or where you might be interested in serving. So Brent, um, he sung in the choir, and uh, he, he said, we'll see if they'll accept my singing in the, in the worship team. I love working with youth. I have the desire to help out with that ministry. Uh, again, uh, Sonia, in the past, she's helped out in the nursery and with Awana. Right now they serve as greeters, so many of you have seen them when you've come in. Um, And uh, Sonia says she's been wanting to work with the well in reaching Somalis and Barron um, through teaching women English. So please pray that she might be able to uh, make the time to reach out in that way. And then the last question I asked was just anything unique or funny about you. So Sonia, she said she likes uh, paisley patterns. I'm not sure what else to say about that. But paisley, I'm not even sure if I pronounce it. Is that how you pronounce it? Paisley. Paisley. I couldn't, I, I don't know if I can tell you what a Paisley pattern was, but Sonia could. Um, so ask her. Uh, I'm writing, she's writing a Star Wars fanfic. And when she gets giddy, she speaks in a weird British accent. So some interesting things about Sonia. And then for Brent, he has, and I don't know if I'm going to say this, cr- pronounce this correctly, Brent, but uh, you can correct me. I, so Brent has a idetic, is that how you say it, or edetic. A savant. So yes, so the, the memory, he said, if you're 45 years old or less, you can tell him your birthday, and he'll tell you the day of the week you were born, the weather that day, and what he was doing. And he says, we all know what you were doing that day you were being born. And then the last thing they said is that you can remember their names with the memory device of Brent pays the rent, and Sonia cooks lasagna. So welcome Welcome to uh, the family. They've been a part of the family. Yes, thank you. That's uh, just something fun that we want to try and do to welcome new members in. We do have uh, another couple that has recently become members, so I'll be reaching out to them to get their answers, and, and later on this summer, we'll hopefully share that with you. Last announcement. I told Cody it only took me 45 minutes today to get through the announcement, so he'll have three minutes to preach, but... Um, every year, we like to celebrate the high school and the college graduates, and uh, and so we have, I think, their names up on the screen, and if we missed anyone, please let us know, because sometimes there are people that do slip through the cracks and maybe haven't been able to be a part of youth group or something, but they are graduating, and so those are the ones that we are aware of, um, high school and college graduates. I'm going to say a prayer for them before Cody comes up, but I also just wanted to mention that in the last few years, we've had people make some... Uh, cupcakes to celebrate, so for fellowship time today, instead of your donuts, you get cupcakes, so hopefully uh, you can enjoy that, so just around the corner, um, and uh, actually one of our former graduates is the one who made the cupcakes, Emmy Bell, um, who graduated from the church here and from the youth ministry, had uh, graciously offered to make the cupcakes, so she was here until almost midnight, I think, on Friday, um, getting those made, so thank you to Emmy um, And uh, I think she had some siblings that she roped into helping her and her grandma, Karen Fetting, helped some, I think, as well. So thank you to those. But we just do want to celebrate the graduates. A lot of hard work goes into getting to that point, uh, both for high school and certainly for college. And uh, so I have a prayer that I've written um, based on Philippians chapter 1, which you all should be familiar with because Pastor Cody preached on this recently. So let me pray this prayer over the graduates, and then I'll invite Pastor Cody to come up. God our Father, we thank you for the young men and women who have exercised their minds and persevered through challenges with the help and support of their families in order to graduate from high school or college this year. We pray with joy because of their belief in the gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ. And we're confident that you who began a good work in them will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. It is right for us to feel this way about them since we have them in our hearts. And no matter what our future or their future may hold, we acknowledge that we share together in the glorious grace of God. And we pray that for each of these graduates, their love may abound more and more in knowledge and depth of insight so that they may be able to discern what is best and that they may be pure and blameless for the day of Christ, filled with the fruit of righteousness that comes through Jesus Christ, to the glory and praise of God. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen. If you see any of the graduates, make sure you congratulate them. Pastor Cody.
1: Thanks, Pastor Tony. And great morning to everyone. I say great morning. Excuse me, I'm getting... I'm a little emotional. When I get emotional, my throat kind of clams up on me. Because today, normally, I'm just going to let you know, normally I just have three pages of notes. Today I have eight pages. Tony had a lot of announcements, so I don't know what we're going to do today. But mainly because today, as we go through our little verses, just a couple verses we're doing, we're going to be going, this is going to be the first time I've ever done this, We're going to be anchoring in Romans chapter 8, so I'm excited. Yesterday was a great day, if you could show that picture. Yesterday we had a little party celebrating the 4th of July. How many are excited about celebrating the 4th of July? Make sure you come back with all your fingers, right? Okay, yeah, okay, so 4th of July. I had the privilege of holding Pastor Aaron's little, how many have held Pastor Aaron's baby. Isn't it, oh, look at all the hands up there. We all want to hold little Joel. But as I held him, I realized I needed to t- have a little talk with him. And I started talking about being a Packers fan, right? All right, okay. Now, some of you are laughing or cheering because if you walked by Pastor Aaron's office, he's got Detroit, what is their team? Lions, is it? I forget. Most people forget, or something like that anyways. Okay, yeah, so, so I was telling him, how could you not wanna be a Packer fan someday? So I began going through the normal things I say. It's the only team that's owned by a community, not some rich person that lives in a different state like every other team, right? I mean, it's the greatest team to have. We're Titletown, all these things, we're the smallest town to have a team, blue collar, and he started to smile a little bit. Honestly, he did. How could you not want to be a Packers fan? So that is one of my goals in life. It's true. Pastor Aaron right now is going, I'm looking for a different church to go to on Sundays. (laughs) Just kidding. Also, as I held him, I said, you know what? I'm so glad you're a Wisconsinite. Isn't it great living in Wisconsin, the greatest state of the union? How could you not want to live in Wisconsin? But then again, last week when it was almost 90, I'm going, why, oh Lord? And I'm sure in February, I'll be thinking the same thing when it's 20 below. How could you not want to be a Wisconsinite? It's amazing. We have so much. And then last night, I think I got one more photo. Look at that, see the little cars in the background? I'm glad my truck was to the side. Fourth of July, how many excited about the Fourth of July? As an American, how could you not be excited about this weekend? And we put the 4th of July in there because it's Tuesday and every time the fireworks go off, I go, take that, Britain!" I yell that out and things like that. How could you not want to be an American with all the freedoms that we have? But here's the question. Of all those things, Packers, fan, that's great. Wisconsinite, 4th of July. Those things, honestly... Come and go nothing compares to this question right here how could you not want to be a Christian there are so many benefits so many things and that's why I've got eight pages of notes I'm gonna speed talk I'm gonna go like you know that's how fast I'm gonna talk today there are so many benefits And it's amazing that I meet people who do not want to be a Christian, and they have their excuses, they have their reasons, they have the enemy of our souls warring against them, right? Today we're gonna look at just a few of the benefits we have as Christians and what it means to be in Christ. How could you not want to be a Christian? so before we begin let's pray father god i thank you for this day it is a great day and i've been so eager this week in fact my notes kept getting smaller and smaller because i'm like we don't have time but i'm glad here at maranatha we have every sunday we talk about the beauty of christ and we know the many many benefits And I pray this morning, You guide us, Holy Spirit, do Your work. Stir within our hearts the reality of what it means to be a Christian and belonging to Christ and the benefits. And as this week we celebrate our freedom, our independence, we also ultimately celebrate the beauty of what it means to be in Christ. Which we'll talk a little bit more here. So guide us, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So take your Bibles and go to Philippians. Philippians chapter 2. We have titled our series, as we look through Philippians, Living for Christ, what it means to live for Christ. And we are looking at Philippians chapter 2. In fact, we're going to do a big section here of Philippians chapter 2, verses 1 through 11. And we're going to take a couple weeks to do that. To follow through. In fact, what we're going to do is this. Today we're going to cover the what. The blessings and need for internal qualities. We're only going to look at two verses. And then next week we're going to look at the who. The doctrine and the nature of Christ. And that's involved in this passage. This famous passage we have here in Philippians chapter 2. And then July 16th we're going to look at the what And the how, kind of the major thrust of this passage, is both both theological in nature that we'll see next week, but it's also the practical. The first part, especially verse 5, the whole part of this is our attitude should be like Christ. We're going to look at following the attitude of Jesus. So today we're going to just look at the first two verses. Here we go. In fact, I've got it on the screen here. If you take a look and I don't know, I should have told Stacy. So if you go to the passage, I don't know if she's got it mapped out. Okay, a little bit like that. So here's how we got it mapped out here. Therefore, and then he's got four Christian experiences. Just a few of the blessings and the benefits of being in Christ. Therefore, if you have any encouragement for being united with Christ... If any comfort from his love, of any common sharing in the spirit, any tenderness and compassion, then, we got this, if then, then make my joy complete. And he gives us then four spiritual internal qualities. Being like-minded, having the same love, being one in spirit, and of one mind. So I love this little section. He's got these four benefits that we have and then parallel to that are these four internal qualities that we must have. Now, here's what's very important. Don't read this passage because often when we see if then, we think of this aspect of if means possibility or probably. Maybe you have kind of have this. We don't know. This Is the reality, not a possibility, or maybe you have it. It's not like maybe you have a two dollar, how many of you have a two dollar bill in their wallet here today? I knew Darren would have in the back, okay? So not many have a two-dollar bill. If you have a two-dollar bill, not many of you do, he's not saying it like that. He's saying it like this. Since you have blood flowing in your veins, how many have blood flowing in your veins today? Okay? All of you, if you didn't raise your hand, please do. Yeah, that's you, yeah. These take the form of a condition of fact. Not if, like, oh, maybe I've got a $2 bill in my wallet. No, I have blood flowing in my veins. It's a condition of fact. That is a sentence that assumes the reality of the statement. So don't read these by going, if, well, maybe I do or don't. Since you have this, so maybe a great way to to read this would be, since we have these things, these are objective realities and some of the deepest experiences that we can have, that every Christian can have. It's not, you could have these four qualities or these things, it's since you have them. And the basis of what he's going to do here is, Based upon these four, we are members of the body of Christ. And the work of Christ and the Spirit is within us. And he gives us these four Christian experiences. The first one. If you have or since you have any encouragement from being united in Christ, one of the greatest benefits that we have of being a Christian is that Christ is in us. We are in Christ. So he's not only in us, but we are in Christ. Paul in this letter is helping the church at Philippi to find encouragement in Christ. And he provides comfort in the midst of their trials. Having been experienced of the wonders, realities of their walk in Christ and their position in Christ. Let me say two things about that quickly. I have a handout so we've got this identity in Christ. There are 50 aspects of what it means to be in Christ. We have those there. I know some of you probably didn't grab it. On the way out, grab this. This could be a whole sermon in itself. We've talked a lot about these realities when we went through Ephesians chapter 1, 3 through 3-14. 11 times it says, in Christ, in Him. This is one of the greatest realities we have, and I encourage you, grab this on the way out. And we'll talk more about this as we get to Romans chapter 8. Next, comfort from his love. So, literally, we have comfort from his love. Our union with Christ provides encouragement, and the love of Christ produces comfort in the midst of their trials, living for Christ. The relief obtained from Christ's encouragement is now with us today. And I love this reality that we have this comfort that is from Christ. Christ's presence encourages and His love comforts. Think of that. His presence encourages and His love comforts us. Christ's love is the basis. And out of his love stems this experience that Paul has, not only this love that he gets from Christ, but also the love he has for the church and their love for one another. Paul describes this very well in 2 Corinthians chapter 1. The God of all comfort, who comforts us in all our troubles, So that we can comfort those in any trouble with the comfort we ourselves receive from God. I don't know why God's designed it for me in this way, but one of the pastoral, I don't know if it would be a role, but one of the pastoral things I do often, and God just happens to say this is going to be your role as a pastor, is I'm able to comfort those who are dealing with serious, serious grief. Every week, it seems, I'm dealing with people that are dealing with the worst day of their lives. And I think of this verse often. I've received the great comfort from God, and His Spirit dwells within me, and now I can share that with others. Comfort is a major ministry in the church, and we can care for those. And I encourage you, sign up for the Carnival Worker Breakfast. We get to sit with them, hang out with them before they have their daily duties, and they're busy. Every year we get to pray for people, comfort them, hear their stories. I love how this summer we've had a lot of babies in this room. How many have heard crying already today? I like that. In fact, we get Andrea who's back there, the Strands they have their little baby back there just born. So beautiful. It's amazing when a baby's crying, and you hold them not all the time but they can be comforted we have that ministry also let's look at the next common sharing in the spirit or literally fellowship of the spirit and here's this word that we're going to look at this is this koinonia? this means this partnership and sharing We also saw this in chapter 1, verse 5. And we will see this later when we spend time with this in chapter 3. We'll take a whole Sunday sermon just on this word. He spoke of their partnership, their sharing of the gospel. Now we have this sharing in the Spirit. Chapter 3, verse 10, we're going to talk about fellowship and his sufferings. But here we have this common sharing of the Spirit. We are heirs together with the Spirit and thereby the Spirit is with us and we share with Him. And we'll talk more about as we get to Romans chapter 8. Tenderness and compassion is the last part. Here again is this word of this, not just this heartfelt like compassion, but it's this inner, your, your intestines. Remember how we talked about Paul had this feeling for him, not like love from your heart like Valentine's Day, but this inner, you know, where your, your emotions get going so your guts get all gooey and church. He's got guts for them, right? We have this great God who cares for us, who loves us compassionately often the old testament we hear about this divine compassionate god who is a god of mercy and compassion over and over and we see in the new testament christ great compassion for us and here is this aspect that is to the church the church will be threatened with many things Again, we here in the Western world, we don't really experience persecution like they have. And we'll talk more about that when we get in chapter 4 and chapter 3. But we need to have these internal aspects, knowing this from the Lord. Now these are only four. And later, as I said, we're going to do some homework. We're going to do Romans chapter 8 and Psalm 103. We'll look at more of these. So what he's saying this in light of the reality of these divine gifts that we got, he's only mentioned four. They should act differently than they have been acting. If they have actually experienced these things, and they have, since you have these four things, they are to have now certain areas of their life that must change. Paul now mentions for internal qualities that they must have. And since he was very close to this church, he knew that if they would portray these qualities, this would be joyful to him because he knew them. And these parallel what we see in verse 1. All right, let me quickly go through these. Being like-minded, or literally thinking the same thing. And this is stated again down in chapter 2, verse 5. You must have the same mindset that Christ had. It refers to a person who thinks a certain way. And we are to definitely think differently than the world, than this earthly-centered way. We'll see that in chapter 3. Here is the call for every member of the church to stop fighting and work together. Center your mind and mission on Christ. That's what we should be working for. Certainly doesn't mean that we have to agree on everything. Unfortunately, it's going to take a long time for Pastor Aaron to start liking the Packers. But even more seriously, there are aspects of Christianity that sometimes we differ in with other brothers and sisters in Christ. On those minor issues... I'm fine with having differences as long as there's love in that, right? If there's no love, you're in trouble. But in the major things, we must be like-minded regarding the essential things, primarily the things of Christ. And here we don't know the precise things that they were arguing about and having problems with. We'll talk about that in two weeks. But too many churches are at odd when it comes to some of the main priorities Christ. And they need to unite in Christ and be thinking about the same thing about the gospel message and getting that out. The second one, having the same love. Again, building on chapter 1, verse 9, that your love would abound more and more. This overflowing of love should have unity with it. Love and unity together when they've experienced the sacrificial love of Christ, then that love for one another should be there. When God loves you, then you will love others. And we'll talk more about that in two weeks. Then being in one spirit. In fact, it's interesting, in the Greek, this is just one word. It means harmony. It means being soul brothers. In fact, Kids don't do this today. I don't know if anybody, has anybody been a blood brother or something with any of your friends when you were a kid? Okay, a few of you, okay. My friend and Will and I, we're did. we blood brothers and it hurt to poke ourselves and we shook hands and we were goofy and stuff. But this here is we need to be soul brothers. Spiritual harmony, oneness is very important in the church. We're united with Christ who made himself nothing. We'll look at that next week. And we should have that same attitude, and we're going to see that more in two weeks. So we must be soul brothers. And the final quality repeats the first. Being of one mind. Thinking the one thing. And we've talked about that. Getting the gospel out is important. Loving others, but the one thing of all those things is giving glory to God. That's the main focus. And as we love others, as we share the gospel... We bring glory to him. I've got some more notes, but I'm going to save those for two weeks. So here's what we're going to do. Take your Bibles. I'm almost getting a little nervous about this. Take your Bibles and go to Romans chapter 8. We're going to do some homework. In fact, speaking of homework, we have today Ascension Academy, the Christian school that's in Cumberland. They've got a table out there, so if you have kids, and are interested in a Christian school. We have a couple Christian schools in the area. So Ascension Academy is here, I encourage you. Check out the table. All right. Oh, look at this. this is going to be great. In fact, I probably should print this off for everyone to have. No, I'll, I'll, I'll do something here. So here's what we're going to do. Do this. Keep your finger in Psalm eight. I mean, sorry, Romans 8 and go to Psalm 103. These are our two chapters I want you to do homework in. Psalm 103 is for you to go home this week and work on. Some of you get an extra day off. I encourage you go to Psalm 103 on your day off and Romans chapter 8 and think about the blessings we have. So Psalm 103 begins with this. Praise the Lord, O my soul. And then verse 2 says, "Praise the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits." You see that? Praise the Lord, O my soul. All my inmost being, praise His holy name. Praise the Lord, O my soul. Verse 2, and forget not all the benefits we have. How could you not want to be a Christian? Paul gave us four things. And now we're going to go to Romans. So here's the the goal. I'll I'll remind you at the end here to go to Psalm 103, but we're going to take some time and go to Romans chapter 8. I'm gonna speed talk here. I only have 20, there's more. But I'm gonna give you 20 things about Romans 8 that talk about the blessings and benefits of being in Christ, of being a Christian. And I encourage you, maybe you're new to the church, you haven't heard me say this, but memorize Romans 8. In my opinion, it is the greatest chapter for a Christian to have in their minds. Romans chapter 8. It is unbelievable. Dripping hot. It's amazing. Romans 8 is spectacular. Something you will notice about Romans 8 is this. Listen to this. Romans is a great book. It's my favorite book of the Bible. Paul is going through defending Christianity, talking about the reality. Chapter 1, starting with verse 18, all the way up to 3, chapter 3, verse 20. Guess what? We cannot do it. In fact, we have failed completely. God has given us many ways to turn to Him. He's given us even creation, even our internal conscience, and the covenant and the law, the beauty of the message of God But people turned away from Him. Then chapter 3 at the end is just, that's, that's so beautiful. then he begins defending about how righteousness is attained not through works but through faith faith in Christ Jesus and you once belonged you once were a slave to sin but now you must be a slave to righteousness Romans 6 and then chapter 7 towards the end he kind of gives this conundrum where he's like man I keep doing the things I don't want to do and he just he gives this kind of famous thing like why do I oh but in that from Romans in the middle of seven to the end, it never mentions the spirit of God. Then chapter eight comes. Chapter eight has the word "spirit" in it more than any other chapter in the Bible. And we'll see the benefit of the Holy Spirit who abides within us. So here's what I have. Psalm 103, especially verse two, "Praise the Lord, O my soul, forget not all of the benefits." So consider just 20 of these. So your homework is to go back to Romans 8 and find 20 more. Consider the handful of blessings we have for those who are in Christ. Let's briefly look through Romans chapter 8 and the blessings we have in Christ. Romans chapter 8 verse 1. Therefore there therefore now there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. I love how Romans 8, and we'll get to the beginning and the end, they kind of are bookends, they kind of share the same thing. Therefore, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. At the end it says, nothing can separate us from the love of God found in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen? First benefit. We have no condemnation. Those who belong to Jesus, we have no condemnation, no judgment in the end. Because the problem is this we are all sinners we all have failed against god's holy standard in fact the first four verses of romans 8 spells it all a little bit we can't do it we have failed we are sinners no one measures up to god and sin has a price guess what it is death not just death physically which is a part of it but also death spiritually those who are not in christ guess what condemnation judgment eternal separation in the end from god and eternity in hell but those who are in christ therefore there is now no condemnation for those who are in christ isn't that amazing how could you not want to be a christian Let's see, eternal damnation in hell or being in Christ, right? We have no judgment because Christ took the punishment. He loved us so much. He took on flesh. And we'll see this next week. More and more as we look at the doctrine and the nature of Christ. And those who are in Christ receive no condemnation. So let me just, therefore there is now no condemnation for those who in Christ Jesus. Because through Christ Jesus, the law of sin and death, the law of the spirit of life set us free from the law of sin and death. For that which the law was powerless to do, God did. By sending his own son, what does it say there? By sending his own son in the likeness of sinful man to be a sin offering. So he condemns sin in sinful man in order that the righteous requirements of the law might be fully met in us. We have no condemnation. Number two, we have forgiveness of sin and power over sin. Romans chapter 8 Romans chapter 8, verse 2. Romans chapter 8, verse 12. We have freedom from sin and power over sin. I just got to cruise through this. Romans 8, verse 6. We have peace. Even verse 3 and following, we have peace. Those who don't have Christ, they have death. We have life and peace. We have happiness, true peace, and assurance of our salvation. Romans chapter 8, verses 9 11. The Spirit who raised Christ from the dead, He is the one. And again, Romans chapter 8, I should have counted how many times the word Spirit's in there. That's part of your homework. You do that for me. We now have have the Holy Spirit abiding within us. He lives within us. Some of the things I wrote down, we have His power, we have the authority of Christ because of the Spirit, we have the fruit of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, long suffering gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance, against such there is no law because we have the Spirit abiding within us. We have self-control. Power over sin. Number five. Verses 8 and 10. We have the gift of eternal life. I mean, this I could have just summarized it all. We have eternal life. We have this great salvation that comes from Christ. No longer are we condemned if we have this eternal life. Also, we have... Abundant life we have this take a look at verse 15 we have this identity that we now belong to the family of God we are adopted as his son adopted as his daughter we belong to him number eight verse 15 verse 14 and 15 years ago we spent like a whole month talking about this section here about sin and our struggles in sin we have authority over sin not slavery to it amen how would you not want to be a Christian we have freedom in that or as we talked about John Owen said be killing sin or it be killing you Number nine, verses 15 and 16. This one is a tough one to just humbly acknowledge because it's so beautiful. We have intimacy with God the Father. We call Him Abba Father. See, all other religions on this planet fail, but all other religions have their object of higher power or inner power or whatever it is As some other cosmic weirdo thing that they've fabricated or earthly created thing, but there's no relationship, no intimacy. As a Christian, you get to have intimacy with the God of all creation. That's number nine. Number 10. Oh, look at verse 17. We have an inheritance. We have an inheritance that is so wonderful. We have this priceless inheritance that we are heirs. Heirs to God. And we someday will have new bodies. There's much I could say here. Number 11. Okay, here's a tough one. But if you remember last week, one of the benefits we have as Christians is suffering for Him. That can be a blessing. We share in the sufferings of Christ. Verse 17. That is a blessing. We'll talk more about that when we get to chapter 3, verse 10. We share in the sufferings of Christ. And in this little section, there's hope. All creation groans, But someday, guess what? God's going to come back and restoration will happen. Revelation 21 is a fact and it will happen. There's an end and a hope to suffering. Number 12, the Holy Spirit will help you when you're weak. Verse 18, and again, throughout this, verse 15, verse 18, there's much about the Spirit in this part. You have someone that can help you. Number 13, the Holy Spirit intercedes for us. 14, God causes all things to work together for your good. 15, God will give you His glory. And a purpose of life is to live for His glory. That's verses 30, verses 29. Revelation 5, 10. Number 16. This is a great one. God is for you. If God is for you, who can be against you, right? The Romans chapter 8 is the greatest chapter to memorize as a Christian. Verse 7, or not verse 17, number 17. He gives you everything else. Verse 32. Number 18 I have here, Jesus will plead for you at God's right hand. Verse 34, and the overwhelming victory is yours. Verse 35, verse 37, and let me end with this. So take your Bibles right now and go to the end of Romans chapter 8. Romans chapter 8, verse 38 and 39 This is what helps me every day. For I am convinced. And the problem is many of us aren't convinced. So I encourage you, your homework, to go through Romans 8 and write down all the benefits we have in Christ. I just gave you 20 and there's more. For I am convinced that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any power neither height nor depth nor anything else in all of creation nothing is able to separate us from the love of god that is in christ jesus our lord praise god almighty amen how could you not be a christian what we're going to do today is this we're going to celebrate pastor aaron He's going to grab the basket. If you did not get one of our communion cups, just raise up your hand.